Nah, I been smoking. You been smoking? We been smoking all day. I be smoking. You been smoking? We been smoking all day. You be smoking. She be smoking. He be smoking all day. Damn. Blowing kiss. Three, it ain't two, face from overseas to the USA. What's up, everybody? It's Tony Tone. Welcome back to Snurbage the Podcast. If you like the music you were just listening to, that's my buddy Young Stone with I Be Smoking. And his information's in the description below if you like that song so much that you want to hear it again or you want to hear the whole thing. It's in the description below. All the artwork, except for like the the huge joint that uh, is like the title card of these videos, is all uh, the white logo for Snurbage the Podcast is from my buddy Sheldon Starr. Out in Rapid City, South Dakota. If you've never been to this podcast before, podcast before, um, welcome. God damn it, welcome. And uh, yeah, what I do is I smoke a bunch of weed and talk about shit. So that's that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. Today I have we're, we're doing a we're doing a sequel sort of. <laughs> I'm still broke. I'm broke again. <laughs> I just had my I just had one of my kids' birthday parties, so I'm like you know kind of low on money right now. Um, but I, <laughs> uh, a few episodes back and honestly, one of my best episodes, if you haven't heard it, uh, I had an episode called the confluence, which was when I was broke and I just kind of threw together some like shakes, some refries, some resin, some keef and, and did all that up. And honestly, it was one of my best fucking episodes if you ask me, but, um, <laughs> so I'm broke again. So we're doing the confluence part two. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. So I saw something online on Facebook, and it was, you know, just one of those things where it was like, what's something that you, you know, what's a movie line that you could also say during sex? And there was a lot of, you know, say hello to my little friend, you know, all that shit and everything. But um, my brain went to, <laughs> you're sitting there and you're having sex and everything, all of a sudden you just point, those must be comfortable shoes. I bet you could walk around in shoes like that all day and not feel a thing. I wish I had shoes like that. Mom always said you can tell a lot about a person by the kind of shoes. Where they go, where they been. I bet you if I think real hard, I could think of my first pair of shoes. <laughs> oh, my God. Or just, you know, during sex, just go, you know, mama, mama always said <laughs> that would kill the fucking mood. Jesus Christ. So for those of you that don't know, like, um, I fucking work at a bowling alley and we had a tournament. And so, you know, the greatest bowlers from the area are coming to see if they can win 1200 bucks. Okay. Whatever. So we got a lot of cocky motherfuckers in there, and there's this dude that came up to me, and you know we're fucking full, by the way. Okay, confluence, part two. I gotta take a little thing. Wake and bake. So far, <coughs> excuse me. So I had this dude come up to me, 
and we're fucking full, dude. I got league going on. I got fucking people pre and post bowling for their leagues and everything. This guy was like, I need a lane. I'm like, I don't have one for you, bud. He's like, I'm bowling in the tournament tomorrow. And I'm like, yeah. So it's like half the fucking people that are bowling right now. Okay. I don't have a lane for you. Don't you know who I am? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I know your name. You know, and, you know, these people like they think that I that I give a fuck. See, here's the thing. There's only like two people at my job that understand this about me. I don't bowl. I don't care about bowling or anything like that. I am there for one fucking reason. And that's a paycheck. That's it. It's a paycheck. So. God damn it, man. Like, I don't give a fuck who you are or how good you bowl or anything like that. It's a fucking game, dude. Okay? It's a fucking game. And I don't give a shit that you're good at it. Okay? Guess what? I'm really fucking good at Mario Kart. Every incarnation of Mario Kart, I whoop your fucking ass in Mario Kart, bud. Oh, what? That, that, doesn't, that doesn't mean anything to you? You don't care about that? That's as much as I care about the fact that you're a good fucking bowler, dude. The, the amount of care that you have that I'm really fucking good at Mario Kart is as much of a care as I have that you're a fucking good bowler. Fuck you. I'm not giving you shit. You know, ah, these fucking people, man. It's a game. Okay, it's a game. We almost had to kick a guy out of the fucking tournament. He was like, you know, one of like the last four guys in like a 200-person fucking tournament. And he fucking kicks the goddamn ball return and the fucking... the the shelving unit that like goes over the ball return fucking detached and fucking he fucking kicked it four goddamn lanes fuck you bro you know like oh yeah like i just don't care man people think it's so weird because oh i work at a bowling alley but you don't bowl and oh i bartend but i don't drink and it's like you know i don't bowl and i don't drink sorry i'm i am solely here for my money okay and if you ask me Working at a bowling alley is one of the greasiest fucking jobs that you can fucking have, man. And it's not even just because of, like, the people. Because, you know, you think to yourself about a bowling alley. You think to yourself, well, you know, like, like picture the fucking, um, the scene in Uncle Buck when he takes his the, the kids bowling and stuff. It's smoky and everybody's just trashed. Everybody looks like if you touched them, they'd be sticky and all this shit. And it's like, it's not a stretch. <laughs> like, it's not a stretch. Minus the smoking these days. But then again, I have like fucking people in there that'll vape and shit like that. I'll go flick them in the back of the head and be like, dude, if I can't fucking smoke in here, neither can you, dude. And some of them think that they're all high in my. I just, I, dude, I just don't get it, man. Like, I don't care, dude. I don't care about this game. I'm here for a paycheck. And these people that come up to me and they're like, oh, did you see that strike? Did you see that? No, I didn't. And if I did, it was a fucking strike, dude. Okay, I see a thousand fucking strikes a day. You show me someone who could pick up a seven ten split, and I'll fucking be impressed. Okay, good God. It's like I'm supposed to, but you want know to really sucks. It's like I don't even care about this game, but because of my job, I have to know what to look for when it comes to doing calls and all this shit. And one of the things that my brain knows now, which I wish I could flush it out of my fucking head someday, maybe I will be able to, but probably not. It's probably like riding a fucking bicycle or something. But um, I know the difference between a good strike and a bad strike. It's like it's like uh, somebody winning a poker hand who has good cards in their hand and not just on the table. It's like Texas Hold'em. Okay, 
you know, they have fucking pocket rockets, two aces and shit like that, and two aces come out on the fucking flop and everything like that. Okay. You know, and they win. That's a good win. But somebody has fucking two seven fucking suited or something like that, and all of a sudden on the fucking river they end up catching the last card and they fuck everybody else over. That's that's a win, but it's kind of a shitty win. People get pissed off about that. Confluence part two. Bunch of crazy shit, man. They all get all uppity and shit like that because, you know, like, I don't know, man. Like, it just really, it, it really intrigues me. It's honestly, from a sociological point of view, um, you look at, like, just just the, the way that these people behave and act in public uh, about certain things, you know? And, like, we had a snowstorm fucking come through a while back and shit like that, and... Like, these people, like, fucking get pissed off because, you know, the parking lot isn't 100% plowed. And it's like, were you able to park? Yes. Okay, well, you know. Or they get mad because, oh, people are tracking snow into the bowling alley. It's it's, fuck, it's, it's, it's fucking two feet of snow on the ground, bro. What do you want them to do? They're not going down on the lanes or anything like that. Shut the fuck up. So, like, <laughs> my fucking, my dad, he, uh. Um, he used to post on Facebook. He would post something like, "Oh, we're expecting six to eight inches tomorrow," and then I'm then I'm supposed to get another like four four to three or four to seven inches on Sunday, you know, or something like that. And I, I'll text him. I'll be like, "Dad, you, you need to say of snow." He's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "When you say these things, you got to be like, oh, we're expecting six to ten inches of snow." You know, because otherwise I'm, you know, you know, oh, I'm getting fucking five to ten inches of snow or I'm getting five to ten inches. I, I just think, you know, uh, you know, um, that's that's a lot, man. I might be able to take three, <laughs> maybe three, maybe maybe four, soft four, hard three. You know what I'm saying? And my dad's just like, Tony, no, not everybody goes there. I'm like, well, I fucking do. I I am. They say that like men think about sex like every eight seconds. I'm patient fucking zero for that study. I fucking I I and I I think that they actually highballed it. I'm saying maybe like more like four or five seconds. You know, Jesus Christ. But yeah, I'll always go there, man. I will always go there. Ten inches tonight. I'm getting it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. You know, and I should be talking about, like, Russia invading Ukraine and everything like that. And I should really honestly care about it because, you know, that's where some of my ancestors are from is the Ukraine. And uh, I can't I can't bring myself to care about much anymore, man. Like, after the Trump administration, like, the, the, the levels that people will sink to and the things that the, the 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 true american america that has come out on the half you know half the side with the, you know the with the republicans and then you know it nothing amazes me and nothing astounds me nothing scares me anymore man you know unless you're talking about you know basically a fucking fire sale where you know they shut down power water you know everything Watch Die Hard 4. 
It's a good movie. Um, you know, unless we have a fire sale where, you know, the whole fucking grid goes down like dominoes and shit like that. I, I, I'm not too worried about anything. I can't worry myself anymore, man. I spent fucking five years worrying about shit. I spent the first year worrying about whether or not that asshole was going to get into fucking into power. And then I spent the next four years going, holy shit, this asshole's in power. And he's like puffing his chest up at fucking at Kim Jong-un and all these people that have nukes. And I was just like, wow, dude, I just hope it's quick. <laughs> I just hope I die quick. So I can't take it anymore. So I, I got a buddy of mine at work and he, uh, he listens to the podcast and, and, uh, he was like, so have you still not found any, any, uh, any snurbage that, you know, that, that rivals the Alba snatch from episode one. And I'm, I have not still have not found any, like, it's kind of like my, and I, and I try to find it. Like I'll ask the fucking dude at the dispensary. I'm like, when are you getting more of that fucking Alba snatch in dude? Like that shit was good. And he was like, I don't know, dude, you know, they just kind of bring me what they bring me. We, you know, we get what we get and everything and that, you know, so it's going to be like my great white Buffalo of fucking weed is the Alba snatch. And I just need to fucking, I need to know where that shit came from. <laughs> Cause it was really good. Not saying that, you know, smoking on some confluence round two is, is terrible. I'm catching a buzz. So, uh, the other day I had an old, old friend of my mom's and the mother of a kid that I used to hang out with when I was a kid, get a hold of me on Facebook, you know, and she had a different last name. So I was just like, you know, do I fucking know you dude? You know, you ever sent that message? Somebody sends you a friend request and you know, it's not some chick with, you know, huge tits and, uh, you know, with two friends and stuff like that. It's an actual human being. And you're like, so how did you find me? How are we connected here? You know, why do you want to be my friend? All that shit. Well, she told me, oh, I used to live down the block from you and used to hang out with my son. And I used to cut your sister's hair and all this shit. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, dude. You know, yeah. And um, and uh, she was a good friend of my mom's. They worked. uh they worked across from each other at this uh, at this store. She worked the Clinique, the Clinique counter, and my mom worked the Estee Lauder counter. Um, and uh, God, I miss those days. I miss my mom. She loved doing doing the makeup stuff. It was so kind of got me thinking about my mama. And my mom was a wonderful woman. And I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about it because, you know, my mom had a lot of issues. You know, she had addiction issues when it came to, like, uh, medication as well as alcohol. She was a big wine wine connoisseur. She loved vino. And sometimes she liked it all day long, you know. <laughs> um, she died in 2015 from what they think, what they told me was multiple organ failure, probably brought on by alcohol induced like cirrhosis of the liver and all this shit. And they never really gave me like a full answer because by the time they got to her, she, everything like she had like four organs shut down. So they had to kind of, they had to kind of backtrack and try to figure it out. But I honestly think it was just a really highly educated guess. I don't know though. She drank a lot. She took a lot of pills, wrecks a lot of shit in your fucking, in your body. But she was a wonderful woman. And 
you know, her and my father got divorced. You know, she was, you know, we were mother and son, you know, we were mother and son for, you know, the first 12 or 13 years of my life where she was mom and I was her kid, you know, and then, you know, you start, you know, kind of losing some of your spots and coming into yourself a little bit. And, and, uh, and, and my dad left to go and, uh, and finish his schooling in a different state. Um, and so that kind of left mom kind of lost and opened a suggestion, you know, and I don't know, she kind of, she hit the bar, man. She enjoyed it. She enjoyed it a lot. And, uh, my sister and I kind of both went different ways with it all. My sister was really worried about her and wanted her to get help, wanted her to quit drinking and, and everything like that. And I did too. But at the same time, you're not going to tell my mom what to do. You know, like nobody's going to tell mom what to do. I'm not going to be able to tell mom what to do. So you kind of at some point in time just kind of throw up your hands and say, okay, well, you know, if I want a relationship with my mother, I cannot chide her about this shit, you know. And she was a pretty decently functioning alcoholic. You know, she it didn't hinder her work, you know, as much as I know. I don't know. She didn't tell me a lot. Like she didn't open up a lot to a lot of people. She was a very private person, but she was a very, very nice person. And she, you know, she was kind of like, you know, I don't know. I'm, I got a lot of both of my parents in me, but I think a lot of the ways I think are the same way as my mom's. And I think that's why she was lost because it's my brain's a fucking weird clusterfuck of shit, dude. And, I probably have some sort of undiagnosed something like my, you know, maybe ADHD or something like that. My brain's really sporadic, has been my whole life. And, and mom, you know, she was, you know, she had friends, but no, like really massively great friends. You know, she didn't have a crew of girls that she went and hung out with all the time or anything like, you know, she didn't have, you know, people from, you know, long ago that she still hung out with and, and, you know, she was a different sort. As Hunter S. Thompson would say, she was a high-power mutant of some sort, never even considered for mass reproduction. Too rare to live and too weird to die, something like that. And that's... It really, as I get older, I, I, I identify with that a little bit more because I've never fit in. Mom didn't fit in to any molds she wanted to she wanted to be a part of you know at least at least you know middle to up cl upper class you know she wanted to be a part of that and everything but she was a different sort she had a different way of looking at life she had a different way of of handling things and so just a lot like a lot like her we both just kind of you know we have friends and everything like that but you know, no crews of really, really good people all, all, you know, hey, I'm not, you know, she didn't go out with the girls. I don't go out with the guys. I don't have guys to go out with. I hang out with people. But I don't know. But uh, so there was a lot of weirdness in in our family when dad left and she was kind of left to, to raise my sister and I. Um, and then I ended up leaving. Uh, dad came back, mom, uh, and him got divorced and, um, and I went up to, uh, 
a place called Jamestown, North Dakota, um, with my dad for like nine, ten months, something like that. I did my ninth grade year there, and then I went down to uh, Missouri for my uh, for uh, 10, 11, 12. 12, sorry. Um, and that whole time, it was still just, you know, your mom's got a problem. My sister was all over about it, you know, and rightfully so. Rightfully so. Um, but... I, I just I just kind of stayed on the sidelines, man. I didn't see it. I, or I didn't I didn't I wasn't there to watch it happen. I was in Missouri. My sister was in was with my mom. I was with my dad in different states. And so it was like I wasn't there to have to deal with it. My sister was. And she tried to get mom on the right track while I just preserved our relationship and grew it from what it was, you know? And I remember the first time, and I'm sorry, Mama. She was really, really fucking. My mom is the one who coined the term snurbage. She, she just one day she was like, "You got any snurbage?" And I was just like, "What?" You know? And she was like, "You got any snurbage?" I was. She was like, "Herbage, herb, snurb." And I was like, "Jesus Christ!" Sure, Mom, let's smoke. Um, but no, like the the first time I remember fucking sitting in my in her garage, it was like Christmas time. I would say it was Christmas two thousand and one. Um, and we were my dad and I came back home, uh, from Missouri for because all of our family was uh, um, was there was not in Missouri, but they were where my mom was, and um. <laughs> and uh so it was dad dropped me off at mom's house when we got to town i stayed there and i remember it it was it was christmas eve dude and i was sitting out in her garage and i was smoking a bowl and um mom comes in and she's just all pissy and shit and, and she's just like what the fuck are you doing and i'm like i'm smoking a bowl mom she's like well you know do you ever learn how to pass it tony and i'm like what you know like what and so I hand it to her, and she, like, tears the whole fucking thing down. And then she's like, you got any more? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I do. And so fucking uh, we smoked uh, another bowl, and we fucking went inside. We listened to Comfortably Numb by Pink Floyd. We watched Shrek. And, <laughs> and then later on, I went to my, my grandparents' house for, like, Christmas Eve and shit. And it was just, I was all tripped out because it was like, but that was the start of something, man. You know, the problems kind of washed away for mom and I. Like, you know, we still had our tiffs and tats and stuff like that. But a lot of the issues that, that were there just weren't there for her and I because we were pals. And I smoked cigarettes and I drank a little bit, you know. Um, and so it's in my head, it was like, you know, yeah, she does things, you know, but so do I. It's like I, I need to quit smoking. I need to, you know not drink as much and all this shit. And it's like, you know, how am I going to chastise somebody else when I'm, you know, smoking weed, fucking drinking and smoking cigarettes, you know, like how am I going to tell somebody else you have a problem when I obviously have a problem, you know, with certain things. Weed and booze have never been like, you know, like the, like a problem for me, but cigarettes, man, I just, and they're, they'll fucking kill you. <laughs> they'll fucking kill you. Um, 
but no, man, my mom and I, after that, like we had, we had a great relationship as long as I didn't live with her because <laughs> we didn't live together very well. But she turned her backyard into this fucking like secret garden place, huge privacy fence and vines all over the top and everything. Nobody could see in or out and shit. And so we have just these fucking awesome times in that backyard. She put a pool in back there and shit. Just like one of those above ground pools that are maybe like fucking 12 feet across or something. Um, but, uh, you know, just fucking sitting back there enjoying the fucking times, man. Like 2000, summer 2001 to summer 2003 was some of the greatest fucking summers of my life because of my relationship that I developed with my mom. And her and I, that's when I realized, like, because I always felt weird. But that was when I realized that it's like, I'm not alone. You know, mom's mom, mom has, has the same brain, man. I just caught a little bit more of like a, an outward bug from my father's side. Cause my dad's a performer, you know? So, um, but I don't know, man, it's, it's crazy. And I miss my mama. I miss her every day. And, um, and I just just wanted to fucking say, you know, God, I had some good fucking times with her, dude. I had some really good times with my mama. And a lot of people miss her and stuff like that. But I don't think anybody can miss her as much as I do. Because we just had this bond. It was crazy because, okay. So, I don't know. At one point in time, I'm fucking sitting there and I'm at my apartment. And my mom calls me. <laughs> my mom fucking calls me. And I pick up my phone. And I just, I do, I'm just being fucking weird. And I just go. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I answered the phone. And she just fucking like started dying laughing. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm, like, I'm just fucking with you, man. And so from then on. Every time that we would call each other, unless we were, unless she was like pissed off at me or something, but like most of the time, any time that that we would call each other, either both of us, even and then she would start fucking doing it too when I would call her. Yeah, <laughs> it's just oh, mom, I fucking miss that broad. <laughs> I really do, and you know, at one point in time, I went out to L.A. I got invited out there to be on a on a show. And, um, and I thought that this was the start of something, you know, like it never really panned out to be none of my like, you know, media ventures since then have really done anything or taken off really. So I can't really say that it did go anywhere, but I like to think that maybe someday, um, cause what, one of my biggest dreams in this world, man, is to, is to create something whether it be, you know, whatever it is. And you'll know the genre when I say it, but I want to create something so cool that entertains people in such a way that Comic-Con asks, asks me to come and, and, uh, and be a speaker, have a panel and shit. Like, that, that's my dream, is for somebody, the, the, you know, the world to look at, at, at what I do, um, uh, and I would love it to be for filmmaking. I just, you know, it's hard to be a filmmaker when you're when you're fucking putting all your own money into it. You know, I don't. 
and I've never I, I got too many goddamn kids. I've never been to school for it. I don't I don't have any film school under my belt or anything like that. I don't have great cameras. I'm using fucking iPhones and shit like that or like Sony handy cams and stuff. You know, I'm not I, I'm not professional whatsoever. I'm not using professional editing editing equipment or anything like that. I'm bare bonesing everything that I do and but I it's simply for the fact that I don't have the money to do it. Otherwise I would do it better, but I still want to create art. I still want to be able to, you know, fucking to do that, to, you know, put it out there. So I do it. Um, but so going back to LA, I remember I was sitting, uh, take a little hit of the confluence number two here. I was sitting on, um, <coughs> down by the Chinese theater where the uh, Cabo Wabo is and such. Um, there's these catwalks that go up and like, you know, a couple, three stories and stuff. So I went up to the very top one and overlooking fucking, you know, downtown LA, you know, Hollywood Boulevard and everything. And my mom calls me and, you know, asked me how the show went and everything and, and I told her, you know, it went went pretty good, and and then she just said, you know, you're on your right, you're on your path now, Tony. This is this is where you're supposed to be, and and you know, you're doing something, and you know, and so it it never really worked out for me, you know, at least yet. But you know, that was a really beautiful moment for with my mom, and one of the last times I ever talked to her. So I loved my mom, man. She was an awesome woman. She had her issues, as we all do. Um, but the bond that I grew with that woman over something like marijuana, you know, like that was what brought us together. Marijuana brought my mom and I together. You know, out of the darkness, out of the thickness that was their divorce and and her addiction issues and shit like that, you know, it was, it was something that brought us together. So thanks, Snurbage. And thanks, Mom. So, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of all I really want to say right now about my mama. She was a wonderful woman, and I miss her terribly every single day. And it doesn't get easier, you know, but I guess the longer the time is that, you know, I've been without her, uh, I... I feel her presence around me more and more, I guess I should say. So, yeah, there's that. I need to put a little bit more on this real quick. Hold on. Ugh. So, yeah. You know what I realized the other day is, like, I think out of, you know, all the time that I, you know spend outdoors or just out and about I think I like the nighttime the best I think the nighttime in me I don't know anybody else feel like that because I don't know the nighttime in me it's just there's nobody around man like there's so much traffic and people everywhere all the fucking time and it's just it gets fucking exhausting and god at nighttime dude Sometimes, you know, you'll get somewhere and there's just nobody. And you're like, holy shit, like, it's weird. It's weird. 
It's weird, but I fucking love the nighttime. I'm a night person, I think. Hence the reason I've always worked in like bars and stuff like that. Except for my stint with eBay. <laughs> I worked at eBay for a little while and it was hilarious because I was in clothing. And uh, <laughs> I had to fucking schlep so much weird shit, dude. Like Spanx. If you are a lady, you probably know what Spanx are. They are women's shapewear. Basically, if you got some flabby areas, you put this stuff on. And it's like it's like exaggerated, you know, um, workout, like bicycle shorts and shit like that. You know, like just compression shit. It was so hilarious when you get somebody, you know, somebody get me on the phone. It was like online customer service. Uh, questions over the phone, you know, they call us to ask questions about their order to place their order and all that stuff and ask questions about the product. <laughs> they get my fucking soothing baritone on the phone. They're like, I'd really like to talk to a woman. And it's like, I know more about this than a lot of the women that work here, man. You know, what do you want to know? I know that, uh, the in power line, super higher power was our best selling product. Got a cotton double gusset for ease when nature calls. And they're like, oh, so you can go to the bathroom with it on? I'm like, well, you can pee. You can go number one. Well, what about number two? Can I go number two? Well, I mean, you know, technically you could go number two in it, but it's going to like squish up the back of it. And like, you're going to look like a fucking toddler because your whole back's going to just, you know, cause the compression technology will compress that shit. All the way up your fucking back to your shoulder blades, hun. It'll just start pooping out the fucking top of it. Oh, God. Fucking Spanx. And then I, uh, Speedo was another one. And people think, you know, Speedos, they just think like, you know, like bikini cut fucking like swimming gear and shit. And it's not only that, you know, we sold goggles and one pieces and floaties and all sorts, you know, anything that, anything that goes along with swimming. Um, I had a guy call me up one time, and he was like, I have a very interesting problem. And I'm like, well, I've heard a lot, man. Let me hear your interesting problem. And he goes, I'm looking for a pair of goggles, but I have a size 30-inch around head. 30 inches? Dude. Like, the average guy's waist is like 30 to 32 inches. Holy Fuck. It's hydrocephalic or some shit like that, man. Neighbor with the enormous head. Get drunk and fall down the fucking stairs. Sorry, that's a burbs quote. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm like, I kind of got in trouble for this call because I was like, sir, I honestly, I don't have anything for you. And I honestly think you should check, you know, consult with a physician before getting into a body of water of any sort. <laughs> I had that happen. Um. There was this Jamaican guy that called up. We uh, schlepped for Levi, and he bought, like, like 200 pairs of Levi's, dude. And these are, like, $90 a pair of jeans, and you have frog calls. We get frog calls a lot. And um, <laughs> and he's sitting there, Javon, you know, I'm sorry, Jamaican shit, but he's, you know, giving me all his information and, you know, can I get your credit card number? Oh, three, five, seven, you know, fucking go go through the whole fucking thing. And, I, and I'm like, and can I uh, can I have your name, please? Yeah, man, my name is Alex Jones. <laughs> like, 
Oh, damn, dude. Come on, man. I was having fun with this call. But I sold um, I sold Spanx to Elizabeth Taylor. I sold Mark Echo uh, clothing to um, Floyd Mayweather Jr. I sold... Um, like, and these are like their assistants, you know, like I didn't personally talk to these people, but like their assistants would call and shit. And I sold Spanx to uh, somebody schlepping for the, the cast of Dexter, which is awesome because I fucking love Dexter. So that was pretty fucking cool. Um, I also schlepped for a place called Deb Shops. And if you're a woman, you probably might remember Deb Shops. They might not even be around anymore, but they did a lot of... Um, uh, prom dresses. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I had another, uh, interesting problem come around and this, this one was a doozy so much so that I remember it 10 years later, but this girl calls up, bless her heart. This girl calls up and she goes, well, I'm looking for a prom dress, but I have a very weird problem. I'm like, okay, what's your weird problem? She goes, well, I'm, I'm flat chested. I'm like, okay, that's, it's not weird. That's quite common. You know, in my head, I'm just thinking, you know, that's not that weird. It's like, but I have a very oversized crotch. Excuse me, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. What? An over... Okay. Okay. Oversized crotch? We're talking about prom dresses here, man. Like, how oversized is this fucking thing that your prom dress, like, won't fucking, like, oh... That was a weird fucking call, man. But I had fucking people that would, like, threaten suicide if I wouldn't give them fucking free shipping on their order and all this shit. Like, that was a fucking weird deal, dude. Working for the Bay. But good times. Met a lot of fucking really fucking cool people working there. One of them my buddy Steve. Steve was like this weird, geeky, nerdy dude, bald with glasses, and you like play like fucking board games with like eight sided, twelve sided dice and shit like that. You know, like all these weird games that he would play, and he was super into video games. <coughs> I remember he was one of the first people I ever saw that <coughs> had a a three D TV and all this shit. Just this big fucking nerd, really, really nice guy. Um, dude, like all of a sudden he just like fucking up and left his his kids with his ex and just like moved to the Philippines. He was basically like a reverse mail order bride. He was like a mail order groom. And I don't know, like <laughs> I fucking love Steve, but that's how it felt. I mean, from what I understand, like he found Jesus and he met this Filipino girl online. They were both into Jesus together. And then he moved over there and they married and he still fucking lives over there. And it's been like, fuck dude, like fucking eight, nine years or something like that. He's been over in the Philippines and shit. I haven't fucked Jesus, man. It's crazy shit, man. I fucking miss Steve. I, I want to, I would love to fucking meet his wife. I'd love, you know, to like go over. I'd love to go to the Philippines. Fuck yeah, dude. Let's go check out some Asian chicks. Not doing anything. I'm fucking married and stuff, but I mean, you, can, you know, you can go out, you can, you know, drive around in your fucking, in your sweet ass fucking Honda and still look at a fucking Ferrari, you know, or vice versa. My wife is fucking gorgeous and hot, and I'm totally the luckiest man on the planet because she's basically like a dude with a vagina and other lady bits because she doesn't give me shit. She doesn't fucking, she doesn't get on my ass about nothing. We compliment each other very well. We're very 
you know, she's kind of more, more like, you know, inward as I am outward, you know, she, we, we compliment each other. She's quiet. I'm not, you know, like, except for her ability to watch murder porn. Like it started with law and order SVU. And now since like streaming services have come, Jesus Christ, dude, it's like documentary after documentary after fucking crime show after crime show. And it's like, wow, dude, like there's only so much death and rape that I can take every day, man. I need some, let's put on some 30 rock, you know, let's put on some fucking Brooklyn nine, nine. Let's put on some fucking anything, dude. Arrested development. (laughs) God damn dude. Do you want to know what I had fucking stuck in my goddamn head yesterday for like, or no, it was two days ago. Um, for like hours, dude, I had, I, I was watching arrested development before work. And it was the fucking episode where Job, like they show the clip of him. If you've never seen Arrested Development, check it out. But if you've seen it, you'll understand. Job fucking with his puppet Franklin, when they're recording Franklin Comes Alive and Franklin's a black puppet and Job is a white guy. And it's like totally terribly racist, but it's it's funny because of the fact that he's so stupid and he doesn't know that it's racist and everything, but he. It's like recording the CD that he thinks he's going to break down boundaries and walls and stuff like that. There's a black guy like in the, in the studio, like laying it down, you know, like recording it while he's laying it down and he's in there with the fucking puppet. He's like, easy being white. Then it goes to Franklin. Easy being brown with all this pressure to be bright. I got children all over town. And then the fucking guy, like, all of a sudden it goes back to the, the studio and the dude's just gone. He's like, oh, where'd the guy go? <laughs> I had that in my fucking, I'm just sitting there, like, at work, and I'm just like, ain't easy being one. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, dude. I need to listen to something else now. Thanks, Arrested Development. That's amazing. That's a great thing to have. Stuck in your fucking head for hours. My God. I think I'd make a pretty good rich person if you ask me. There's no other context to that. I just think I'd make a really good rich person. That's all I got to say. So we should do like a like a top ten list. I haven't even thought of anything. But... Fuck, man. I should do a top ten list. I haven't done one in a while and shit. So it's like, hmm, let's see here. Let's do the top ten places that I would like to visit on this planet before I die that I have never visited before. Uh, well, the first one's got to be the, the South Sandwich Islands down by South America. The wife and I found those one time just like scrolling around Google Earth like nerds. So, yeah, the South Sandwich Islands. I want to just, I've never been to a place called the South Sandwich Islands. You haven't either. Let's go check them out together. I would like to go to Amsterdam just because, you know, like, I've always wanted to go to Amsterdam. But it's not as, you know, I mean, I can go fucking 800 miles and, you know, get to, you know, places that have, you know, all sorts of things legalized and shit like that. But... Um, fucking, I, I would still like to go to Amsterdam. That'd be really, really cool. Um, 
Oh, let's see. I mean, I want to go and I want to see the fucking movie set where Silverado, the the Western Silverado was shot. Because it's like a, it's a movie ranch uh, down in, God, it was, it was Arizona or something like that. Maybe even New Mexico. I can't remember. But I would really like, I've always wanted to go and see that. That'd be really cool. Um, until they took it away, I wanted to go and see the uh, uh, the bus from that fucking movie into the wild or something like that. I don't know. Eddie Vedder did the soundtrack, Hard Sun. Uh, it was about that that Christopher Kalis guy that, or Candlis or whatever the fuck, and he went up into Alaska and was living in a bus, like a broken down bus up there and shit. And then he died and all sorts of shit. That'd be. I'd like to go and see. I'd like to, I, I would have loved to go and see, but they fucking took the bus. But it'd still be cool to go there, you know. Um, oh, let's see. Hmm. Well, I would like to go to Japan. I just, I think that going to Japan would be really cool. Whether it be Tokyo or whatever, I think it'd be cool to go to Japan. Um, I've always wanted to go to, uh, even though I'm not a religious person or anything like that, but I've always wanted to go to the place where that fucking statue is. Um, like, ah, it was in like Romeo and Juliet and shit like that. And it's like the huge statue of Jesus that's like over the town. Hold on, I'm going to look it up really quick. What is the city with the huge statue of Jesus? see what happens rio de janeiro yeah rio de janeiro i've always wanted to see that i've always wanted to see that i think i'm at number seven now um eight um and it's yeah like going back to that like it's not like anything i just that you know something that huge and everything like that that'd be nuts that'd be absolutely fucking nuts um number eight i want to go to hawaii I'd like to go to Hawaii um, just because it seems like a nice chill place. And I got a buddy that like lives out there and stuff or something like that. I think he's going to be living out there, but um, you got a place out there. I know that. Um, so yeah, I've always wanted to go to fucking Hawaii and shit. Um, another one. Uh, I had it. It was on the tip of my goddamn tongue, man. Uh, Cause yeah, I've been to some fucking cool places, but um, oh fuck, I can't remember now. I can't remember exactly what the fuck I was thinking. Um, well let's 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 think of something else. Then I would like to go to England. I've always wanted to go to England, see what that place is kind of like. My sister went there once, but I've never been there. Um, but then the last thing is, uh, and this kind of hooks back to my mom. This is in England, but it's an actual specific place in England. Um, my mom was a great lover of Peter Gabriel. And my, my hope is to someday do this. Peter Gabriel left Genesis. He was with the band Genesis for some years. And that's where he kind of got his start and his fame and stuff. And then one day he just decided, well, I'm, I don't want to be in Genesis anymore. 
And the song Salisbury Hill from fucking Peter Gabriel uh, kind of talks about that. And from what I from what I gather, it sounds like he went up there and you know, tripped on some acid or something like that, and fucking um, had a chat with an eagle or something, and you know, and had a religious had had this experience up there, and you know, something told him it, it's your time. You know, you need to get out of this, and you need to you know go your own path and everything. And he did, and he fucking ended up doing you know, very, very well. And, you know, had a really, has a really good career, uh, since then. And my mom fucking loved Peter Gabriel and I love Peter Gabriel. I love Peter Gabriel so much. Um, as a single artist, he's probably one of my favorite of all time, like single artists, um, not band, but you know, single artist. Um, but yeah, man, check out like secret, secret world live growing up live. That is an amazing album. The album growing up, is I mean, and that's what's really cool about that is, uh, my mom, you know, listened to Peter Gabriel my whole fucking life, and uh, then all of a sudden in like 2003, I found out that he had a new album out, and so I went out and bought this album, and I listened to it, and I fucking loved it, and I was talking to mom one day, and I was like, "Have you listened to Peter Gabriel's new album?" She's like, "No," and so I I put it on for her, and she fucking fell in love with it, dude. Like, so I, you know. I gave her some Peter, you know, that sounded really fucking bad. I gave her some Peter Gabriel. Like she gave me Peter Gabriel. I gave her some Peter Gabriel and stuff. So my mom was cremated. I have her ashes and I've been spreading them in different places uh, that were, um, that she loved and that, you know, uh, memorable places you know that me and her have been together and stuff too and but for the like you know the finale you know the rest of her ashes i've i want to take them to salisbury hill i want to trip some fucking acid and i want to i want to spread my mom's ass my mom's ashes um on salisbury hill that's 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 my plan with the rest of my mom's ashes and if anybody has a problem with that they can take it up with me in jail because I'll be in jail. Who knows? But I, that's what I want to do with my mom's ashes. That's that's the last the last place that I want to spread the the rest of her is at Salisbury Hill because she never was able to go there, and I just that is perfect. But I don't have the money. It's like a like dude like to get like hotels and cars and and flights and just just everything. We're talking like six grand or something like that like for my wife and i to both go and do i'm not gonna fucking do it by myself like i'm not gonna go and do that by my i mean if i have to i fucking will but i want my wife to be my babysitter while i do something like that <laughs> so yeah um that yeah yeah fucking a dude see the problem with all this is that i really don't like i don't like the thought of flying over the ocean I've never flown over the ocean before, and I just, like, I have these castaway nightmares where the fucking plane goes down, and I'm the only fucking person that survives, and I'm floating on a door in the middle of the Pacific Ocean or in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, either ocean. That's my fucking worst nightmare, dude. And it's like, if I can, if I can, like, not put myself in any position to where that will ever happen to me, I will, I will... I will make sure that I do that <laughs> because yeah, dude, I just, Oh my God, dude, that's just, that's my worst fucking nightmare. And, and also like, 
the same with like you ever seen the Sandra Bullock movie Gravity? If you ever if you ever seen that movie, man, it's fucking crazy. And that's my definition of true horror movie. That's a that's a horror movie for me because that's like that's one of my fucking nightmares is like you know, you're in space and one little fucking thing goes wrong, everybody fucking dies and you are up there and you have to figure all this shit out alone and you have to figure out how to get yourself back to earth of all fucking places. Like what the fuck? You know, like that's that's some horse shit. And I don't ever want to have to fucking deal with. But when I die, this will never fucking happen. But when I die, if I had the money to do it, I would just put me in a fucking like, you know, in a in a fucking something that, you know, like a cryogenic freezer tube thing and just send me off into space. Just send me off into space. Just take me up on one of the fucking space flights. And once you get up there, fucking push me out, dude. Make sure that I'm not fucking going to burn up in the atmosphere or anything like that. Like, push me out into nothingness. Because who knows? Maybe some race of beings would find me a thousand years later. And they're able to revive me and fucking make me all fucking brand new and shit again. Bigger, better, faster, fucking stronger. And then I'm just like, hey, I'm from Earth. And then we come back to Earth, and it, yeah, dude, like that'd be fucking crazy, dude. That'd be fucking crazy. That th- or the you know another kind of nightmarish thing would happen to where I wake up and they're like, hey, now we're gonna experiment on you and cut you open and all this shit. Like what? Yeah, so crazy shit. The fucking confluence. Part two, the confluence part one, the confluence, the confluence part one, I still think is my best episode. So if you had not listened to the confluence part one, check it out. Another great one that we've done um, that I actually did with my buddy, Adam, and I got to have him on the show again, but uh, is the Herges Kirch Gosler 232. That was a great fucking show. That was just fun. Just lots of fun. And I'm having lots of fun. And um, once again, this is Snurbage, the podcast, brought to you by me, Tony Tone. And um, I just want to say thanks for hanging with me. Thanks for smoking with me. One of the greatest things in my life is when people come up to me and tell me, hey, man, I smoked with you today. Hey, all right. Sweet. Because I don't like anybody to have to smoke alone. And so let's smoke some weed and talk about shit, you know? And if you have weed that you that you have grown or you have at your dispensary or something like that that you want me to plug on my show, I totally will. I totally will. My only thing is, is that it cannot be something that I've heard of before. You know, you can't come in here with Venom OG or some shit like that because I've smoked a thousand bags of Venom OG, you know? I've smoked Pineapple Express, I, you know, OG Kush, all sorts of shit, dude. Like, you know, that's why I get these ones that have weird fucking names because you never fucking know. It might be the same fucking weed, but it's it feels different to me. God damn it. The only weed that I will smoke that I have that I that I have smoked on the show is the Alba Snatch. If you have if you are the creator of the Alba Snatch, please come forward. Would the real creator of the Alba Snatch 
please come forward. Because that was a great bag of fucking weed. So, I love you guys. Thank you very much for listening. Snurbage the podcast. And uh, everybody stay safe out there, man. Especially all my human brothers and sisters in the Ukraine. And yeah, I say human because we're all humans, man. And I don't understand why humans have to be so despicable towards other humans for like completely asinine shit. So yeah, just be good, be better, be better than you were yesterday. Try to be better than you were yesterday. And I know I have a hard time doing that, man. We all have bad days. So smoke a little weed, chill the fuck out. And try to have a better day. So, thanks for joining me on Snurbage, the podcast. And uh, you guys, take her easy. And take it away, Young Stone. Now, I've been smoking. You've been smoking. We've been smoking all day. I've been smoking. You've been smoking. We've been smoking all day. You be smoking. She be smoking. He be smoking all day. Blowing kush. It ain't face from overseas to the I got that blueberry, raspberry, and we keep that juicy fruit. If you want that five-hour level, yeah, we got that.